0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back, everyone. One of the biggest questions on everybody's mind lately is how to protect ourselves, our ID, our IP, and our copyrights from AI. Recently, a slew of AI-generated images and music has been going around the internet. And to be honest with you, it has been faking out a lot of people, making them believe that the Pope is wearing Balenciaga and Jay-Z is featured on new tracks. Tell the young they can never become what they aspire to, born in a cell with no one who can So the question is, are we always going to be spoofed by AI or do we have a solution? Well today, I talk to Philip Shoemaker, the executive director at identity.com, about that solution. He brings over 20 years of tech experience to this problem, including experience of working for Apple and building the Apple App Store. And before we get into that conversation, feel free to reach out at bookings at todayinweb3.com. And if you like this conversation and this content, please subscribe, share, like. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, click those five stars and leave us a comment. Now, here's my conversation with Philip Shoemaker. Enjoy. Philip Shoemaker, Executive Director of Identity.com. How are you doing? Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, great to to be here. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I saw Identity.com We're talking about ai we're talking about people's identity getting spoofed all the time i know one thing that has been big in the news is uh either the pope or elon musk and ben puffer jackets we see that um you know trump got arrested arrested in air quotes and this is a spoof by ai Uh, we see i heard jay-z rap on somebody's track the other day and it wasn't jay-z because ai can do his voice so damn well now of course it's hit and miss but if you pick the right parts you know how to edit it properly you couldn't tell the difference youridentity.com, you're trying to figure out how to solve this issue. Sir, what do we do about this? Are we gonna be lied to our whole life and are we gonna start World War III because we don't know
1: who's saying what on Twitter? Well, you know, it's funny. We're already being lied to every day by various media sources, et cetera. And, and you know, the whole thing, George Washington had wooden teeth and stuff like that. I mean, we grew up on these lies. And so, yeah, we need to solve the immediate lies now, right? The ones that are hit That Pope Balenciaga thing blew me away. I thought for sure it was real. I mean, my head immediately went to saying... What the heck is the Vatican spending this kind of money to outfit the Pope? (laughs) Um, But yeah, we we need to solve these problems. And there are tools out there, right? Adobe's been working hard on this. We're working with them to uh, try to solve this problem by embedding something called verifiable credentials directly in videos, directly in, in photographs, and ultimately audio as well. I embed credentials. What does that even mean? And again, like, how do you set cross
0: like different media? So if I mean, we're talking about, you know, pictures and vocal, and, um, I would assume just signing things in the digital as well. Like how, how does that cross every media?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's a great question. And this is interesting technology and it just needs to get better. We're not quite there yet to solve all the problems, but imagine this, right? If, if, if we all had phones that embedded some sort of our identity into that, into that video. So Ultimately, when you get that file, that there's something in there that you can't pull out. And that would be maybe a verifiable credential, which is a signed credential by me that says I took this photo, right? That I mm-hmm. took this. So you know exactly where the truth is, right? Where the source of truth is. And we ultimately uh, put an attestation up on a chain somewhere, on a blockchain somewhere that says, yes, Philip Shoemaker took this video on this date, this time. It's attested to. There's no PII in the blockchain. But there's content and a signature embedded in the video file that you would at least be able to have graphical or have uh assigned evidence that yes this was created by me and it hasn't been mucked around with since then that's the kind of stuff that the content authenticity initiative that adobe put out of which we're members of the the, the uh, content Provenance authority initiative uh, um, association we're all trying to to solve this problem by embedding these credentials in it and look People will be able to take these videos and ultimately remove that information and then tweak it. But then you have something that has no signed proof anymore. And you know, it's like, okay, I'm not necessarily going to trust this.
0: Okay, so I'm going down the rabbit hole. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to try to you know, create some different scenarios, and you tell me how, how we will fix this scenario, all right? So the Pope, Pope was a good one. Elon Musk is a good one, yeah. right? I, the, Elon Musk or the Pope's not going to sign their credentials. It's Elon Musk and the Pope. They don't give two shits. Who's taking it is the right. paparazzi. They're taking the picture of yeah. the Pope in a Balenciaga puffer jacket. How are we going to know that it is actually the Pope in the picture and not an AI-generated image if it's not being taken by anybody affiliated with the Pope?
1: Yeah, yeah. All these news organizations need to ultimately start embedding credentials in every photo, every video they do. It just needs to be part of it. Adobe's been reaching out to all the big uh, camera manufacturers to embed these directly, add the technology directly into their uh, their product. But look, a lot of these things ultimately get chopped up and added to magazines, et cetera, and we'll will not be able to verify those, right? You get a print magazine, mm. you can't verify images, but uh, but that's all. I'm sorry, there. What?
0: A, a print what? A print what? I remember yeah, that right. Before. There there used to be these things.
1: <laughs> Oh, but yeah, it's just, it's going to, it's going to get harder and harder and harder as we move forward. This is, and and people are going to be able to trick us, right? Mm-hmm. We need to solve this problem before the cat's out of the bag. But as I keep saying, right, the cat's already out of the bag, right? We, we, we see Trump get arrested and he didn't get arrested, but there's a great, there's great pictures, by the way.
0: Did... Do you see that? Okay, so what is an immediate thing that we can do? Right? Okay, you said that the technology has to evolve has to get better. And then we have to make people use the tech. If this is a solution that will fix everything you'd have to, like you said, get the IC to embed their credentials, the people who make music, the distributors, the publishers, so on and so forth, they have to embed their credentials. But in the meantime, we have a gaping hole of non credentialed media coming out that if like, for example, remember Twitter got hacked uh, a couple yeah. of years ago and every major politician's account got you know compromised. And we're talking about Obama. We're talking about Biden. We're talking about Obama could tweet some shit that can set the world in a different direction. That's right. And if, if it's believed for long enough, it might be hard to do, you know, to put out that fire. What do we do in the meantime? Is there any solution? Yeah, I,
1: to me, I, I haven't seen this solution yet. We're, we're at this. It, it's one of these things right there. We're in an AI arms race right now. Everybody's building the tech as fast as they can, but we're not thinking about the long term uh, uh, issues that come about with it. And in the short term, we're, we're, we're going to be we're going to be dealing with the pain in the short term until these long term issues get nailed down. I don't see a way around this. The the idea that uh, that an AI can mimic a voice or even mimic the writing style of someone like Obama is is here. It's here and now it can happen and it's going to continue to happen and fool us for the next few years as this technology is getting pushed out. But look, this this credential stuff is out there. We can use it right now. The problem is it's not embedded in my iPhone. It's not embedded in the saga uh, the, from Solana, right? Their phone. It's not embedded in in any devices right now. Mm. That's what we need. We need these technology vendors to get with the program and start issuing these credentials as soon as possible.
0: Now, I see the Bitcoin white paper uh, behind you right there, and so I almost know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Whose responsibility does it fall to get this credentialed, I guess, um, these credentials out to say that this is the new standard? Is it Congress? Should Congress come in and say, hey, no, we need to You're already rolling your eyes. I knew the answer with the Bitcoin white paper (laughs) back there. I I knew who you were, but I'm still asking the question. Uh, So do so is it Congress to come on and say no, we need to do this. This is something we need to do. Please start embedding this everybody. This is something that you know, because we're gonna have an incident or is it up to the markets? What do you say?
1: Yeah, you know, it's a very valid question. I, I know I rolled my eyes because I start thinking about the government regulating stuff, and it makes me ill. All right, if you if you follow Eric Voorhees on Twitter, I, I have a similar uh, a viewpoint of him. But look, I also run an identity company, and we know that there's certain transactions we do that need to be KYC'd. You need to ultimately know who that person is. Because I'm a pragmatist as well, right? I'm an idealist. I I, I believe wholeheartedly in in this decentralization approach, but. Look, when money is changing hands and you want to make sure that the wrong people aren't doing bad stuff, you, you, you need to ultimately uh, do something like identity. So for me, I don't want the government anywhere near this regulating or or forcing us, uh, forcing down our throat, any sort of regulations in this space. But let's take a look at what's happened in crypto in the past year of all these frauds and other, uh, you know, FTX, SBF, all that, all these shenanigans happening that if the government had more force or or, or more um, uh, uh, insight into they might have regulated something that would have required FTX to uh, to do things on the up and up but look we found we found that when the government regulates stuff all hell goes you know it all hell breaks loose and that's a problem I uh, I think we need to solve this ourselves I'm a big fan of self-regulation and uh, and solving these problems ourselves and the industry really needs to Apple, And uh, 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 all these phone makers and all these camera makers need to help solve this problem before it gets even worse.
0: Identity is data, for the most part. Let's just call it data for for, for the time being, right? And I think one of the biggest failures of Congress— is the fact that all these companies are able to scoop my data, sell my data, make businesses out of my data. Uh, there's data brokers and so on and so forth. And nobody knew when they signed up for Facebook 20 years ago with their, um, with, with their uh, right. ed, .edu account that when I wanted to talk to my friends or hook up with a girl or you know, keep in touch with my parents, that this was going to be the evolution of Facebook. It's a data Um, you know, grabbing machine. And now everybody else, all these social medias are the same way. The biggest failures of Congress, in my opinion, that there wasn't a standardized way for us to control our data and our data in the transparency of the sale, the exploitation, the, you know, the ads, whatever of that said data, I think it was a fail. And I was talking to somebody a while back, and they said, and they said that you should be able to um, have a way to log into the internet, that is a a permission, kind of like a private key, um, that blogs you into the internet and you have permissions of what you are allowing people to access to see to sell to buy to trade and so on and so forth um again i thought it was a failure of congress why should this be up to the markets because we see what the markets did with your data already why not why isn't congress gonna be involved to say hey at least make a standard
1: hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Yeah, I, I know. It's, it's, it's a tough one, right? Because I'm a big believer in, in the internet and the freedom of expression, freedom of use. Uh, and freedom to be anonymous, right? To me, anonymity on the internet is one of the best things that we've had because people can be free to express their opinion. Now, mm-hmm. it breaks down when people start doing bad things, right? When bad content gets out there, people start doing bad things, then we, it starts to break down. And when companies, uh, the companies that you would think are, are doing your, that, that are uh, good guys, like the Facebooks or the Googles or the Apples they're all mining our data. They're all getting access to it. And they're the holders of our identity now, right? I don't own my identity. Equifax, Facebook, Apple, they all own my identity now. And this is something that over time we have to pull away. It was sad to me that it had to be Europe with GDPR to ultimately say, hey, you guys, uh, all these tech companies stealing our data, this has, has to end. There has to be a way for us to Delete our data over time, et cetera. The GDPR, GDPR is what pushed it, and then the U.S. government was ultimately like, "Hey, maybe we need to look into this." But again, we're running into this issue now. California does it, Uh, Texas, you know, all these different states are doing it, and it's making uh, running a company like uh, anything that deals with data is a nightmare because you have all these different standards throughout the states and throughout the countries that we have to adhere to. So this is where it breaks down. I think you're absolutely right. There needs to be a, a, a Congress. You know, a U.S. national bill that deals with data privacy, right? That's one thing, but that's that's protecting us from that. But what's the what, what's the issue with these uh, deep fakes going out there? Uh, is it's lies, right? There's a, it's more of an honesty issue, etc. And uh, look, Twitter and the internet is full of this. Uh, there's so much uh, dishonesty out there on on these things, uh, and and it's evidenced by ChatGPT, right? ChatGPT is uh is trained on a bunch of unsupervised data all that data Mm. that we've grown up with on the internet and you don't know what's true and what's a conspiracy theory right and so this is a problem but should congress should should the american government get involved in that um to an extent i think the answer is yes but for the most part every time they stick their nose into the government sticks their nose into some business it just it it goes to hell
0: I, I would say because just be, they're pretty much behind the eight ball and incompetent when it comes to a lot of this emerging tech. I mean, just it's just, right. it's just how it is. But at, at the same time, you know, just to, you know, harp on. I'm more of a pol- policy, uh, a politics, uh, policy kind of junkie myself. But you know, yeah. it's like, you know, when you leave it up to the market, and it's great for innovation. It's great for companies and building and entrepreneurs and inno- you know all these different things. Uh, capital generation and so, so on and so forth, GDP. Uh, but we also see that when, when it's left up to the different companies and the siloed companies and so on and so forth, we also have a disconnect. I mean, you're, yeah. you look like an older gentleman that's been you know dealing with tech for the past you know couple of decades. I bet yeah. you have a drawer with all of the damn adapters and all of the damn cords for every damn product that you bought, and you have to find the right adapter for the right camera, for the right phone, for the SD card in, in 40 different sizes. You know, it's it's too much, even with an Apple ecosystem, you have the lightning connector, and now there's USB-C sometimes, now they have the MagSafe on, on the MacBook Pros, wow. and it's like, what the hell is going on? Even when you're tra- charging cars now, we're talking about this whole EV revolution, you have the Tesla chargers, then you have the CCS chargers. You can't go to certain certain things because you don't have the right adapter. Right. So it's like, there has to be some kind of, and again, we don't have to want to be logging in with your ID on Apple right. and say, no, but you don't have this ID for Google,
1: I hear you. I, to be, I'm a big I, look. Capitalism is, is great in certain areas, and uh, uh, and they often cut a lot of corners in order to make money, right? In the cases of things like adapters, I love my MagSafe adapter on my on my MacBook. I think it's the coolest thing ever, it and is. I've tripped over that thing so many times, and it hasn't ripped my uh, my computer out of the uh, off the desk and onto the floor. That's awesome. If we had to go to a USB-C for all of that, that computer would be on the floor multiple times. And I love that. And so for me, let the market decide for so much of this stuff. But look, when it comes to things like my data privacy, my my data ownership, uh, it, it starts getting really personal at that point and dangerous. Right. Right. So the adapter issue and those things, I, I'm okay with it. Right. Let let the market decide, let let it figure it out. And these companies, you know, Apple didn't have to go to a MagSafe adapter. They did it and they're spending more money on cost of goods when they could have just done a USB-C and uh, made everybody happy. Look, well, y- they did Europe do, they is do forcing a them,
0: right? They, they, did, they did do USB-C, and then they switched it back to MagSafe because MagSafe was so damn good. So you're right. Well, I, I'll give you that one That's because right. it was the That's market. Right. Everybody was complaining like, this was great. Why did you change? Why did you change? Okay, so do me a favor, real quick. Tell me about ID with the mom and pop. Like, we're talking about ass, we're talking about, you know, the paparazzi, we're talking about big name people and companies. But what about the individual? What about the mom and pop? What does this look like controlling your ID in these different instances that we spoke about in the future for the mom and pop?
1: Look, for me, yeah, for me, I, I believe that there should be a one uh, uh, one way to identify yourself on the, online. Uh, you should have a, a bunch of decentralized identifiers or verifiable credentials that allow me to log into any website anywhere in the world. So, for example, in Europe, yeah, you know, there's some there's some pending laws and uh, and existing laws that say you have to be over 18 to, uh, to access pornographic content. Uh, as, uh, as, as somebody whose son encountered that early on in their life and it scarred him, uh, I'm, I'm in support of it, right? I think that's great. Uh, but you don't want to do it in a way that gives away so much information. I mean, how many people do you know would go hit a pornographic website and give them their, their, their driver's license? Nobody right. I know would ever do that. And so you got to do it in a privacy preserving way. If we came up with a standard called a verifiable credential, which there are, and websites used those in order to help us access them and log in, and those verifiable credentials were, were in videos, they were in uh, all the videos I create, they were in all the audio messages I create, etc. Could be a much safer world. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be uh, a KYC'd and, uh, and, and known. These verifiable credentials could, you could have your pseudonyms in there. You could log in as a, as a different person for certain websites, but certain websites, like if a tobacco or something like that, you ultimately need to prove you're of age, then you use the one that represents the real you. So basically you're
0: looking it sounds a lot like a MetaMask with multiple wallets, but one wallet is actually you with your ID and everything that you already verified through a, I don't know, maybe a ZK zero knowledge proof or something. That's right. That, okay. Understood understood. Yeah. And so you think that digital identity that's how it would work for the mom and pop moving forward. You want to log in, use first give it all. It's it's zero knowledge, it doesn't live anywhere and then you log in with your metamask for for the most part.
1: That's right. And you can choose when when you go to a new website, the website may say, "Hey, to come here you need to verify your social security number." And you'll get a you'll get it self-sovereign identity, you'll get a push on your phone that says this website wants this information. And you could say yes or hell no and get out of there. Right. And you'll at least you know what's being disclosed to every company that you hit. Because right now when you log into places using your Facebook login or your Google login, you have no idea what information is being sent to that other party. And, that, and right. I think that's dangerous.
0: Okay. Last question. We've been talking way too long. But the last question today is, I know you like decentralization what network, how would it work? It wouldn't be siloed. It wouldn't be a Google or Amazon in some kind of AWS server or whatever. It wouldn't be part of the government. I know that much. So how would it be ran?
1: Uh, So, so how would this identity information be run? Something like that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, I I, look, I'm, I'm a big fan of, I, I, I need things to be secure right that that's first and foremost so you know i always look at things like the aws nitro vault or something like that as a way to secure things but look that's a centralized service and to me that scares me because now you have one point of failure and one co- one place that could basically deplatform me so for me decentralized whether you're doing it through filecoin or you're doing it through storage or or one of those companies uh, R weave something like that we need to be able to leverage these and you need to do it in an intelligent way you don't want to have one big database or bucket of information on one server or service that uh, can easily break down or be hacked i'm all about trying to find a way to make this uh, decentralized and unhackable we we need to figure that out but filecoin is my is my best bet at this point but again gdpr compliance factors in here and that's one of the big things for anything that's ipfs
0: gdpr
1: yeah, the the, um, uh, the privacy uh, laws that are out of, uh, of Europe. Uh, okay. That's the uh, the GDPR is the compliance. And so they, they have this idea that uh, any website that supports, that accepts European customers, which is pretty much everyone, needs to have the ability to be, have the right to be forgotten. So you should be able to go to Facebook and say, delete my account, wipe everything out. And with IPFS, there's no guarantee that it's going to be uh, wiped off some rando person's, uh, uh, computer that's in his basement in his mom's house in, in Podunk, Iowa. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Excellent yeah. conversation. Phil Shoemaker. Thank you very much for talking about ID, the challenges that we're facing right now with the you know emergence of AI and it's going to be an interesting ride and I hope that we have a solution and I hope that, uh, identity.com is part of that. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Hey everyone. The bull run is coming. It's coming quick. And you need to be up to date on everything that's happening in the Web3 space. So please follow us on Twitter and like, subscribe, share these videos so we can keep you up to date daily on Web3 News.